What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. For Swan Soap, it's Bob Hope. With Doris Day, Jack Kirkwood, Irene Ryan, yours truly, Hi Everback, Les Brown and his band of renown, and our special guest, Rhonda Fleming. And here he is, Rudolph the Swan-Nosed Reindeer, Bob Hope! How do you do, ladies and gentlemen? This is Bob welcoming the high State football team, Hope, telling you fine athletes to use swan soap in your showers. You'll be so fragrant in the Rose Bowl, you'll confuse the opposing powers. <laughs> and before the California team makes a tackle, they'll say, pardon me, you one of the players or one of the flowers? <laughs> yes, sir, we have the high State football team in the audience tonight. The NBC ushers got scared when they saw all those big husky bruisers walk in. They thought it was another raid by CBS. <laughs> It was really excitement when the Ohio State boys started tearing down all the signs in the lobby. They thought the NBC stood for Nothing Beats California. <laughs> and are these boys rugged? I ate with them at the training table today, and they have a different way of passing things. You're now looking at the fool who asked for the gravy. <laughs> a nice polka dot suit, huh? <laughs> I played conference football, you know. Played conference, really I did. The coaches always held a big conference on how to keep me off the team. <laughs> really, I'd have been a great lineman except for the way I was built. When I crouched down, my weight was facing the wrong team. <laughs> the Ohio coach, Wes Fessler, came prepared for his visit to California. He made all the fellas bring overcoats, raincoats, sunsuits, snowsuits, and diving helmets. But we fooled them. They were here four hours and they ran out of clothes. <laughs> I won't say how much rain we've had over the weekend, but this year we're harvesting the oranges with nets. <laughs> Things were really floating around here over the weekend. I drove to the Coliseum Sunday to see a football game. When I got there, I parked in my own garage. <laughs> and... And before the game, they tossed to see what team would have the tide with it. <laughs> yes, sir. The Los Angeles Rams were playing the Philadelphia Eagles in the Coliseum. But after the first 10 minutes, it looked like the Long Beach Mud Hens playing the Signal Hill Gophers in the La Brea Tar Pit. <laughs> the whole thing looked like a taffy pull in a coal mine. I've never seen anything like that. 
I was surprised to hear the Iowa State team is staying in Pasadena. Pasadena. Well, we all have to go sometime. <laughs> the, uh, the coach wanted these boys to get lots of rest, and Pasadena doesn't allow any noise at all over there. They arrested a bellboy at one Pasadena hotel for disturbing the peace. He served an Alka-Seltzer without a silencer. <laughs> and if you take an Alka-Seltzer in Pasadena, you have to go to Glendale to burp. What a ritzy town. They stop you at the city limits and make you exhale your smog. <laughs> They're very snobbish in Pasadena. They, they believe if you don't live a good life when you die, you go to Los Angeles. <laughs> you know, I'm talking pretty fresh about Pasadena for a guy who needs tickets to the Rose Bowl. Those tickets are harder to get right now than a bath in New York. <laughs> it's pretty hard to convince Californians that there's a water shortage in New York, but there is. So dry there, I got a letter from New York yesterday and the stamp was pinned on the envelope. <laughs> I hope they adjust that condition soon because with the water shortage, people are drinking so much milk that last week on a New York farm, one cow turned to another and said, I hope this thing is over soon, dear. It's certainly been a long pull. <laughs> You know, ladies, taking a bath should be more than just a means of getting clean. A bath should be an invigorating experience that leaves you looking your best and feeling as good as you look. Well, that's the kind of bath you enjoy when you use Swan Soap. For Swan's wonderful free sudging action whips up an ocean of rich, creamy lather that caresses your skin, brings out your loveliest you, and leaves your face, hands, and body feeling relaxed and refreshed. It's Swan's mildness and purity that makes this white-floating soap a natural choice for baby's bath, too, and for washing your most delicate fabric. But there's nothing delicate about Swan Soap's free sudging action in the dishpan. It makes short work of dirt and grime, gets you out of the kitchen in half the time. No wonder this miracle soap is an all-American favorite for all washing chores. Try it yourself. Get Swan tomorrow. The all-purpose soap with that wonderful free sudging action... For face, hands, bath, and dishes. One of the big thrills in making Paramount's new picture, The Great Lover, was the privilege of playing opposite one of the screen's newest and loveliest stars. And here she is, that gorgeous atomic redhead, Miss Rhonda Fleming. Welcome to our little swan bake, Rhonda. Well, thank you, Bob. That was a wonderful introduction, by the way. But why should I get all that applause? Well, the Ohio football team is in the audience. They know a good formation when they see one. Oh. <laughs> Hiya, fellas. <laughs> <laughs> Gee, you're certainly a lovely vision tonight. With those green eyes and that red hair, you look like a traffic signal. A traffic signal? Uh-huh. Well, it's lucky for me your age put you in the safety zone. <laughs> Rhonda, we could go further, you know. Later, Bob. Rhonda, that's not gray in my hair. It's frost. I forgot to wear my smudge pot earrings last night. <laughs> Rhonda, I haven't seen you since we whipped up The Great Lover. By the way, you know how Paramount happened to choose me to play The Great Lover, don't you? The economy wave. <laughs> Please, girl, name one actor who could have played the part better than I did. Well, let's see. Oh, there's Van Johnson. Van Johnson, you mean the pumped-up Mickey Rooney? Look, Rhonda. 
<laughs> I don't want to disillusion you, but Van Johnson's a big fake. Even his freckles are phony. Oh, you mean those freckles aren't real? No, MGM sprays ketchup at him through a screen door. <laughs> that takes care of him. Next. Well, then what about a more mature actor like, like Charles Boyer? All women are crazy about him. His voice is so soft and muffled. Yeah, my voice would be soft and muffled, too, if I strained it through my eyelashes. <laughs> Next. Oh, you can't discourage me, Bob. There's lots of actors who could have played the great lover. For instance, what about Cary Grant? Yeah, what about old Not Chin? <laughs> Bob, that's a dimple in his chin, and I love it. Dimple. I've got the same thing three inches higher, and they call it a hole in my head. <laughs> Honestly, Bob, making the picture was lots of fun. And I especially enjoyed the song number we did together. Yeah, hey, while you're here, why don't we knock out a quick chorus of Lucky Us with scenes to match? All right. I always wondered what happened to that couple in the song. Just a bungalow for two, so right for each other. We won't need a view, we'll see one another. No glamour around us. But aren't you glad we found us? Lucky Lucky Imagine, Robert, we're actually married at last. Yeah, and wasn't it a wonderful honeymoon? Mm Mm-hmm. But I still think we should have gone together. (laughs) Well, this way it saved one bus fare, but I don't care. (laughs) I don't care if we're broke. Whenever I feel real blue, I just sing a song. Just a bungalow for two hoes to write for each other. Hey, shut up in there! Oh, that nasty old man next door. He's always complaining. Don't pay any attention to him. Just remember that who is my itsy-bitsy little snuggamuggins, and my snuggamuggins is the prettiest girl in the block. Ah, oh, you mustn't say pretty things he's like that, Bobby. You'll turn Snuggum's head. Never mind Snuggum's head. You're turning my stomach. <laughs> Darn him, he gets me all confused. Robert, what are you doing? Hmm? Well, I'm... I didn't want to show you till I finished. Uh... <laughs> Come on now. What are you doing? Oh, I'm sewing little things. <laughs> Robert, you didn't tell me. Well, I wanted it to be a surprise. I'm making a shower curtain for the canary's bird bath. How about giving me a kiss? Okay, we'll handle this, kid. Don't worry. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Here, now, you give it back. All right, there. <laughs> Got it? Uh-huh. Now, I'll give it back to you. <laughs> now, I'll give it back to you. Then I'll give it back to you. I'll wait for a fumble if it takes all night. (laughs) Oh, we won't eat crepes, Suzette. They make you so weighty. We'll eat what Grandma had. She lived way past 80. No pheasants and brandy. No pills we must keep handy. Gee, lucky Lucky us. Now, let's look in on the same couple. They've been married now for ten years. 
Boy, are you hopeless. Oh, shut up, fathead. <laughs> Pretty vicious reading, I thought. <laughs> Ten years we've been married and you ain't learned to cook yet. What happened to the sardines tonight? Well, how should I know? When I got ready to serve them, all I did was pour something over them called vodka. Yeah, I wondered why they were whipping each other with a celery and yelling, Mute! why I ever married you in the first place. Are you kidding? We've been married ten years. You still don't know how to cook. What's wrong with my cooking? Well, you shouldn't be so careless with the ingredients. Yesterday, I found a razor blade in the biscuit. Did you really? Yeah, now I'm worried. The cocker spaniel's missing. <laughs> I wonder what could have happened to him. I don't know, but my birthday cake had a cold nose. <laughs> well, what are you complaining about? <laughs> I give up. What are you complaining about? My marriage has really been a disappointment. It has, huh? Yes, it has. I always look forward to an addition in the family. I dreamed of sitting in the evening and listening to soft gurgling in the next room. You've got it. Your old lady's in there hitting the bottle again. <laughs> There'll be socks and things to mend. I'll keep you in stitches. Time is all we'll spend. With us, time is riches. Oh, Mother, we've been married 50 years this week. I know it, Robert. Remember our first anniversary? Yes. We danced till dawn. Oh, you sure did. You put the anniversary waltz in the phonograph, and I cranked it up. That's right. Do you feel like dancing now? Yeah, but tonight you'll have to crank me up. <laughs> well, you are beginning to look kind of ancient, I... I noticed lately your bones are cracking up a bit. Yeah, they sure are cracking. Getting so I can't tell whether it's my Rice Krispies acting up or me sitting down. Gosh, Pa, you're not as lively as you used to be. Whatever happened to your get up and go? It went and it ain't come back yet. Don't bother me for a few minutes, Ma. I'm kind of busy here. I'm writing a letter, and if I get the right kind of an answer, they'll be calling me the great lover again. You mean you're asking Santa Claus for some celery tonic? No, I'm writing to Alvin Barkley for advice. <laughs> so happy, so humble, much in love to grumble. Lucky I Lawn wrappers from America mean soap for your lips needy. Only 11 more care swan days left. Send your swan wrappers to care, Boston 1, Massachusetts. Friends, tonight we have a message from two of baseball's all-time greats, voted this year's most valuable players in the major leagues, Jackie Robinson and Ted Williams. Here's Ted Williams from Boston. Tomorrow, most of you youngsters all over the country are starting your Christmas vacations. I know you'll have it all over the kids in Europe because there's a desperate shortage overseas of everything. Not just Christmas presents, but the very necessities of life. Food and clothing and even soap. I'm sure I don't need to remind you that Christmas will mean a lot more to you if you give as well as receive. And take it from me, you can help plenty during these next few days before Christmas. And now, I want to wish all you boys and girls a very Merry Christmas, and I know you'll get in there and pitch. Thanks, Ted Williams, and here's Jackie Robinson from New York. Fellows and girls, 
You can make Christmas a lot brighter for those needy kids in Europe just by spending a few hours of your Christmas vacation collecting swan wrappers from your family, friends, and neighbors, and mail them to CARE, Boston 1, Massachusetts. Soap may not sound like much of a Christmas present to you, but to those kids in Europe, it may mean the difference between sickness and health. And believe you me, the pleasure you'll get from helping boys and girls less fortunate than yourselves will give you a bigger bang on Christmas morning than all the presents in the world. Thank you, Jackie Robinson. Remember, send swan wrappers to CARE, Boston 1, Massachusetts. Because for every two wrappers sent in, CARE will speed a cake of swan soap to some needy youngster overseas. Here's Les Brown and his subjects of Petrillo bringing Warner Brothers' reason for mistletoe. Our lovely queen of melody, Miss Doris Day, ladies and gentlemen. Here comes Santa Claus, here comes Santa Claus, right down Santa Claus Lane. Fixing the blitzing and all his reindeer are pulling on the rain. Bells are ringing, children singing, all is merry and bright. Hang your stockings, say your prayers, for Santa Claus comes tonight. Here comes Santa Claus, here comes Santa Claus, right down Santa Claus Lane. He's got a bag that is filled with toys for the boys and girls again. Hear those sleigh bells jingle jangle, what a beautiful sight. Jump in bed, cover up your head, cause Santa Claus comes tonight. Santa Claus comes tonight. Ladies and gentlemen, there are only four more shopping days until Christmas. As usual, Bob Hope neglected to do all his Christmas shopping. So we find him now walking along Hollywood Boulevard, making his way through the crowds. Gee, what a sight Hollywood Boulevard is. People milling around, sirens going, cops arresting pickpockets, streetcars bumping into automobiles, automobiles bumping into pedestrians... And above it all, a loudspeaker playing a record of some enchanted evening. <laughs> well, I'd better get over to the store and... Re- oh, hello, Bob. Oh, hi, Doris. What are you doing up on Hollywood Boulevard? Well, I just have one more present to buy, and it's pretty tough making a choice because this guy I have to buy it for has such perfect taste. He's so discriminating, such a man of the world. Well, who is this guy? Me. <laughs> what, uh, what would you suggest, Doris? Uh, how about a full-length mirror? <laughs> We'll, we'll cue you when we want to, you know. <laughs> no, I've got a full-length mirror, Doris. I've got one of those already, and it's got a special attachment. A special attachment? Yes, every time I look at myself, a hand comes out and slips me a note that says, Oh, you beautiful doll. <laughs> you know, Bob, I don't know what to get you for Christmas. Well, Doris, I don't want to seem ungrateful, but please don't give me a present this year that you've knitted. You know how you get carried away when you start knitting. Oh, was the sweater I made for you last year too big? A little bit, but it came in handy. I now have the only Buick in town with a turtleneck slipover. Well, Paramount gave me the measurements. <laughs> uh, yeah. 
You know, Bob, I'll bet everybody has a gift problem. I wonder what all these people in Hollywood Boulevard are buying. Well, it ought to be easy enough to find out. I'll just ask a few of them. Uh, maybe you'd like to interview me, young man. Well, how about this? How about this? Now they're devaluating people. Well, maybe you can help me, sir. I'm trying to find out what sort of gifts people are buying up here on Hollywood Boulevard. Well, I'm trying to buy something for my wife, Maggie, and she's such a problem. Well, why is that? She weighs 370 pounds and has four chins. Oh, our married life isn't very happy. Why not? I never see Maggie alone. <laughs> well, what is... What are you going to buy your wife? Oh, dear, I just don't know what to get her. Last year, I bought her a bathing suit, but she didn't look very good in it. Because she's so heavy? No, it's on account of her tattoos. <laughs> you married a tattoo woman? Yes, I had to. I couldn't afford a television set. <laughs> but we almost got a divorce. Why? I'd seen the picture before. <laughs> well, thanks very much. See, there's a lot of people up here in Hollywood Boulevard. I wonder who I ought to talk to next. Oh, here comes someone. It's a woman. I think it's a woman. Hello, Mr. Ho. I was wrong. It's Irene Ryan. <laughs> Are you up here buying Christmas presents, Miss Ryan? Yes. I just came out of the Broadway Hollywood and it was so terribly crowded that I got shoved along into the furniture department and a terrible thing happened. What's that? Before I knew it, I'd been gift-wrapped and sent to a family in Glendale as an early American coffee table. <laughs> well, there is a resemblance. You both have knotty pine legs. <laughs> I know. Aren't they sporty? <laughs> Well, I guess you're happy that you've got all your Christmas shopping done, huh? Oh, no, I'm not happy at all. I just hate the idea of being away from my folks at Christmas. I'm especially homesick today because I just got a letter from my mother. From your mother? Yes. I've got the letter right here. She writes to me, Dear George. Uh, <laughs> Dear George? Yes. I always wore my brother's hand-me-down clothes, and we never got around to telling mother. <laughs> I wondered why you were wearing spats. Oh, but I don't look like a man now, do I? No, I think you look gorgeous, George. <laughs> hey, uh... <laughs> Worked that out pretty well, you know. <laughs> Go on with the letter, Miss Ryan. Oh, okay. The letter says, well, it's Christmas time again, and we certainly do miss you. Here at home, we have the usual cold weather. The snow and ice brought on an annual attack of lumbago. It's a little better now, but I still have a terrible pain in the neck. That reminds me. How are you, dear? <laughs> Gee, it's lonely without you at Yuletide season. Last night, your father and I sat in the living room staring at your vacant chair. Then we got out the family album and looked at all the pictures of you. I think we were better off staring at the vacant chair. <laughs> we would like to see you soon, dear. Your room is exactly the way you left it. 
We sure wish you'd come home and clean it up. <laughs> well, goodbye, Mr. Hope. Goodbye, Mr. Hope. Hey, there's that Santa Claus I've been seeing on the boulevard lady. Think I'll go over and talk to him. Oh, hi, Sandy. What's the good word? Put something in the pot, boy. <laughs> well, how are you feeling tonight, Santa? Oh, miserable, boy. Just miserable. I'm so miserable I could be the West Coast distributor for misery. <laughs> I caught an awful cold last night. <laughs> Merry Christmas, everybody. You have got a bad cold. Now, I wouldn't have caught this cold if people would only learn. Learn what? To cover a man up after he's been thrown out of a saloon. <laughs> I should have worn my windshield wiper. I could have had double pneumonia. Really? Yeah, but I didn't want to make a pig out of myself. Yeah. Come on, put something in the pot, boy. Well, what are you doing for your cold, Santa? I was going to buy some cough drops, but they cost a lot of money, and I was going to buy some bromoquinine, but I didn't want to spend the money for that either. You know, there's a lot of scotch in you. Well, don't stand so close to me, you won't notice it. <laughs> Say, uh, look, I've been asking people along the boulevard about their Christmas shopping. Are you buying any presents this Christmas? Oh, yes, yes. I was trying to get something for Mom. But she's hard, so hard to buy it for, you know. Uh, Pop gets her everything. Why, is he wealthy? No, he's a shoplifter. <laughs> when he walks out of the makeup and the whole left side of the building sags. <laughs> Merry Christmas, Merry Christmas, everybody. Well, Bing Crosby! He's wearing that. You know, I guess <laughs> want to get killed. How are you, Dad? Nice of you to drop in. <laughs> well, I was listening to the show outside there, Bob, and I knew you'd have some time to spare, so I thought I'd fill in the gap. You know? <laughs> You've not only filled it, you're overflowing. <laughs> well, of course, this is the time of the year when people drop in on people, and you are people, aren't you? <laughs> the insults I have to take to get a free guest star, isn't it? <laughs> What's that, Robin? Just open your mouth and let's have it, Dad. Silent night, holy night, all is calm, all is bright, round yon fortunate family the Crosbys are to be able to sit around the tree on Christmas Eve and sing the carols with Tin Pan Alley's St. Nicholas, the one and only Dare Bingle. 
You know, every Christmas, my kids, Linda and Tony and Nora and Kelly, throw it in my teeth. Daddy, why can't you sing like Mr. Crosby? <laughs> That's very gracious of you, Robert. But when Gary, Dennis, Philip, and Lindsay gather to sing the carols, I want to tell you I'm just the fifth in the foursome. Besides, on Christmas Eve, the gang discuss matters of far greater importance than Daddy's music. And don't we all? You know, on Christmas Eve, our thoughts and our thanks go out to the mothers and dads of more than 300,000 young men who traded their lives for our freedom. And to the thousands of their buddies who will be spending another Christmas in our veterans' hospitals. Do you mind if I throw in something personal here, Robert? This is the time for it, Harry. Well, Bob, when a Hope and a Crosby get together, things usually get a bit zany. But crowding Christmas as we are, I'd like to take my hair down. Up, 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 no cracks here. <laughs> I tell you very sincerely, Santa Claus couldn't bring me anything I value more dearly than a lifelong lease on the good fortune that has given me so many good friends. That's wonderful. Sign right here. I'll go for that. Merry Christmas, Bing. Merry Christmas, Bob. Merry Christmas, Merry Christmas, friends. Are you that girl everyone's raving about? She found her own rave number on the dial-away chart. Now she's my number one rave. She's my sweet, sweetheart. Rave and only Rave Home Permanent brings you the easy-to-use dial-away chart to end guesswork in home waving. A flick of your finger and there's your rave number, your personal guide to the perfect wave for your kind of hair. So fast, yet so sure, Rave Home Permanent gives you exactly the amount of curl you want. Long-lasting, yet more natural from the very first day. Coming up, it's Fibber McGee and Molly on NBC. KFI and KFI FM. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.